Hello, my name is Rosanna Molino and welcome to the Rosanna Mod Podcast. Want to modify your life? That is corny, but I'm going to keep it in there. This variety show brainstorms solutions for everyday challenges, unlocks your secret potential, think outside the box with creative ideas that improve your business and your life. Get inspired with special guests, get motivated with how-to projects for the whole family, and learn that life is too short for anything less than being happy. Laugh with me or at me, it doesn't matter, somebody's going to laugh. Welcome to the Rosanna Mod Variety Pod. This is your vessel and host, Rosanna Moduño, and we are at episode 139-139. Before I even continue, let me just say, it didn't even rain here Wednesday. (laughs) It did not. We were here, they gave us the whole day off, and the whole day that I was here, at least where I live, it didn't even rain, not once. It was sunny, yet cloudy, but it wasn't where you could you had to stay in and I was waiting for the flood this huge three to five feet that they were talking about I we didn't even see an inch but then that's what meteorologists do so there you go the dramatization of the media trying to get you to go out and spend money on hurricane supplies I'm just saying I'm not hey you know what that's just my opinion okay But either or it doesn't matter I'm okay family's okay nothing happened I was just stuck here and I was doing a lot of stuff at home and uh, I have no excuses for not recording other than the neighbors next door had moved out and the people uh, that came in to fix things, remodeling the entire apartment, were banging on the walls the entire time. So it's like I couldn't even have picked a better day to be off and to sit there and listen to the banging. So home sweet home, what can I say? But let's continue. Well, today is Wednesday Works, and you know on Wednesdays we do business. We talk about business. So handy dandy paper here. I got it written down. Very simply, not verbatim, because that's how I roll. All right, well, let's just get it started. Today it's all about resumes. Do we still write resumes? Yeah, we do. We actually do write resumes. I have resumes. I have actually two different resumes, one for my artistic side of me and one for the business corporate side of me because I do have different sides because I'm every woman. It's all in me. Anything you want done. I'm just kidding. All right. I don't even know. You know what? It's too early. I haven't finished my cup. I still have my my, uh, delicious coffee here and I'm not telling you what kind of coffee I drink. You should know that by now. Oh, there's my alarm. All right. I'm going to leave that in there because that's like a trivia question, which I want to bring some trivia in to this uh, show. I decided why I just really love trivia. All right, let's go. Let's start with the first one. Number one is color on the resumes. Do you need color on the resume? You really don't. No. If you're an artistic creative and you're looking for an artistic position and you want to show off your you know, talent by having an attractive resume, I would suggest that you don't do that because not everybody in the top level management, hiring management, is going to be creative. They might just be headhunters, you know. They might just want to look for somebody um, who is creative and the resume isn't going to show that. Your portfolio is. So you make sure that your portfolio is good and you have all the work that you have there proving your achievements and things that you've done. The resume should be simple no more than two colors maybe just one preferably the you know I'll I'll show you that in the rest of the design when I get to it but I would just pick 
one to two colors most. The second color would be on the top header part where your name goes, separated from the rest of it. But that's it. Everything else, simple. Keep it black and blue, preferably. No red or anything like that. Okay. Number two, fonts. I keep mine at 12. 12 because 10, 11 is decent, but uh, it depends also if you can fit it into one or two pages. Okay. Otherwise, don't go under 10 points on that. And as far as fonts go, the style, I would say normal text. Okay, here they are. It's sans serif, S-A-N-S-S-E-R-I-F. That's the number one. That's the one without the little tails at the end. So it's really simple. Another one that I like is the Garamond Times New Roman, perfect. The Dido, D-I-D-O-T, and the Cambria. Those are all very professional very simple fonts. Those are the ones that you need to be using. Uh, number three would be length. I wouldn't go more than two pages, preferably one page. You really don't want to bombard people with a bunch of pages to look at. They don't have the time. They're looking for somebody to hire. They don't have that kind of time to sit there and go through everything on your resume. Just make sure that you get the most important things on the top. And if you're going to keep it to a certain length, number four will show you why. Number four, don't go past 10 years of experience. I don't care if you had a job at Carnegie Hall as the producer or director of some craziness. I don't care. If that was more than 10 years ago, don't add it. You could put the essentials of it. Like you can, you don't have to add the experience part. What you can do is you can put that under your achievements or skills, you know, or, you know, without putting it under the experience part where you list the dates that you worked, you can just put like, let's just say, for example, let's say that you were in one or two companies for the past two years. And then you worked at Carnegie Hall as a major producer, I don't know, CEO, whatever. I'm just making stuff up. Okay. Very important position, the highest paying job you ever had, but that was unfortunately over 10 years ago. You're going to take that and put it into your skills or achievements, worked Carnegie Hall or Carnegie Hall executive CEO branch manager, I don't know, and put how many years you were there, two years, three years, five years, whatever, did work on blah, 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 producing, you know, that's what you do. So you already shortened it to one sentence, what you were going to put down as an experience with your time and years on it, you just shortened it. And that's what you need to do. Because remember, the more simpler, the better, the shorter, the better. Number five, don't add short jobs. So if you've been remembering the, the rule of no more than 10 years, if you are a job hopper, you don't want to put that on your resume. You don't want to put that you worked, you know, at the pizzeria for two months and then you went and delivered uh, something else for three weeks and then you got hired as a temp for you know a month and another temp agency for another month what you're trying to do is you're you're going to tell the truth you're not going to lie but you're going to word it in a way that attracts people so again you're going to put all of this information of all these little short jobs that you had you're going to put them underneath your skill section and you're going to add, you know, uh, delivered. You don't have to put delivered pizza. What is a delivery? You know, look up the thesaurus, look up meanings for words. What is that? What do you do when you're delivering? You're doing interpersonal skills. You're doing public relations. I'm sorry, but that's what it is. 
So it's not really delivering pizza. It's public relations. It's interpersonal skills. Do you see how I just transformed your pizza delivery job into a really hot sounding title? It's that easy. Public relations, you know, now you add all of those other delivery positions that you've had or anything that you've had with customer service. That's another thing. Customer service, add all those little jobs together, put all the time together and make it into whatever it is. If you put all those jobs together, would it be six months? Would it be three months? Would it be a year? Well, then that's what you do and making it uh, smaller, more succinct and concise information under your skills, which is what people want to see. So now you've got all this customer service, interpersonal skills, and public relations work that you've done. And then when you get to the interview, if you get there, then you can say, you know, I worked for this company where I was delivering, blah, 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 blah. You don't have to say pizza. I was, you know, or you could say temping if you were temping. I used to do a lot of temping. So I put all of the skills of every job that I did and I just started listing them. And then if two of them were the same, then I would put those times together to make one job. You see, so I have a lot of interpersonal and customer service experience, a lot. Sales also, that included under sales is delivery. That's also sales. You are a sales executive, believe it or not, delivering pizza. On that note also, if you've been fired, I wouldn't include that unless they ask you, have you ever been fired? You don't really want to lie, but there are so many openings right now just so you know there are so many openings right now and so many people looking for work in september especially when their check runs out <laughs> all these people that are just hanging out not working when they when their money runs out they're going to be looking for work so if you're going to be looking for a job you know just remember that sept remember that september is going to be the month for you all right i don't know what that came from that was my this is why i call myself a vessel something comes through me i don't know what the hell's going on so just remember to keep that focus and know that you're going to have a lot of competition out there. And the best way to do it is to get yourself ready. So don't put in that you were fired because a lot of people don't care. A lot of people just want to hire someone. If you were fired before, there are so many circumstances that could have contributed to that fact. They don't need to know. The less information you give them, the better. That's not omitting truth. That's just not necessary. Okay. You don't have to say it unless you were at that job for like 15 years, then, okay. You might want to say something. You were like, Oh, why? You know, is it something you did? Well, do you need to put that job down there? Is it important for you to put it there? Is there an experience level there that this new job is requesting that you have under that position that you were fired from? Well then add it. Okay. Number six, design, always chronological order. You start with the first job that you have now, and then you move back to the past. So just put it in order. Just put the month and the year. So I would put name of the company, and then right underneath it, I'd put the title, what title it was that you held in the company. So let's say you worked for ABC Incorporated. Underneath the title, you were a secretary. And then next to that, on the same line, you would put January 2000 to February 2003, let's say. Okay. And that's how you would put it. 
and don't write out the letters. You're trying to save as much space as you can. So just put the number one slash 2000 dash two slash 2003. You see what I mean? So you put it all together and then make it italicized. So italicized means make it to the, so it's slanted the fonts. That way the company and the dates stand out on the resume because that's the first thing they're going to look at where she worked where she working now where what did she do design should always be the name your email underneath it and your phone number that's it you don't need to put your job your your address no need for that if they have your email and your phone number that's all they need you don't need to put your personal information out there for everybody to see that resume could be lost something could happen it could be going into the wrong hands you just make sure that you have your email and your phone number. And that's it on the top. Don't make the font too big on the heading. Just make sure that you play with it until you get everything into one page or two at the most. So you could change your font sizes. You see what I mean? Select all if 12 is too big and then make it 10 and see if that fits. You know, if the heading is too big, leave the rest alone and just work on the heading and make that smaller. I would put it in the center. That's how mine looks is in the center, but you can do it from the left side. Okay. You can margin it to the left. Very simple. They have a lot of templates out there that you can pick from. I don't like templates. I just use my own and I do it on word document and I just design my own. It's very simple. All right. So just remember that underneath the first thing you're going to put underneath your phone number is going to be skills and achievement. So I use skills slash achievements and then I bullet point little little dots and I make the smallest dots that they have. No checkpoints, no fancy schmancy arrows, none of those checks and X's. Nah. But I wouldn't put too many bullet points. What I do is I don't use bullet points for the descriptions of the company. I only use the bullet points for the top part for the skills and achievements and underneath it I make very small little uh, paragraph of the description. And then the last part is going to be the education. And under that, I'm going to put references available upon request. I always put that at the end, meaning I have references. If you want them, just ask. I'm not going to put them here. Okay. Number seven is action words. You need to go to a thesaurus and look for different words of the things that you used to do. Like instead of secretarial, you, instead of answering the phones, you're going to be administrative support, sales, customer service, interpersonal skills. You're going to add strong, stronger words for the things that you did. Also add numbers. Very important. If you helped your company in any way to save money in any way at all, you're going to add that on there. If you had submitted any ideas, then do that. If you have, even if they didn't use the idea, if you submitted an idea to the company and they turned you down and they said, well, it's going to cost too much. It doesn't matter. You, sub, you, you put down that you submitted an idea. You're not lying about it. You did it. You're just not adding the part that they didn't use it. You have ideas. So that's what matters. It doesn't matter that someone else didn't like them or didn't use them. You see, you're, you're the, what you're showing here is that you actually contributed an idea, that you have an idea, that you're a creative thinker, and that you offered it to the company, which means something else. It means that you're eager. You want to show them that you're valuable, and that's what you're trying to do. Number eight is make two resumes if you are an artist and a corporate worker. For example, me. I worked in corporate most of my life, but I'm also an artist 
as a hobby and on the side. Make the resume specific to the position that you're applying to. So let's say a position opened up tomorrow for me and it said, we need Spanish speakers for emergency hospital emergency room and it pays a crazy ungodly amount that I really want to go. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, I could do this, but my resume doesn't really show health. Then I'm going to tailor my resume to leave out the artistic part of it because they don't need to know that. They don't care that paint or I sketch or I sell on handmaids or, or I do any kind of crafting. What they want to know is my bilingual skills, my language skills, my public speaking skills, my administrative skills, any leadership skills that I might have, and how do I communicate with the public, interpersonal skills. That's what they're looking for. So that's what I'm going to focus on. Number nine is going to be cover letter. And that's also going to be specific to the position that you're applying to. Always mention the company that you're applying to on the cover letter. For example, if you're applying to the ABC company and they're looking for, you know, a telemarketer, let's just say, and you want it, you want this job. Okay, so you're a good salesman, you have a good background, or you're just new, whatever. Right, so you find out who the person is that's in charge of putting the ad out. So there's always somebody who puts the ad out and just a person, not just a secretary, call the HR department, ask, you want to send your email to someone regarding this position? Who should you make it attention to? You're going to get the name of that person and you're going to write a cover letter. On the cover letter, you're going to put dear, Mr. Mrs. whatever, the name of the person. And then you're going to put your company recently advertised on whatever website, wherever you saw it. So they know that's where you were looking. And after reading the job description, I am confident that I would be the perfect fit as my skills precisely match your requirements. And then underneath, you're going to put three or four bullet points of the skills that you have that they're looking for so that they know that you have this experience. And then on the bottom, um, I wish to work for a reputable and exciting institution like yours where there will be a big stage for my talents or looking to looking to advance. Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. I'm eager to hear from you soon and blah, blah, blah. Yours sincerely, yada, yada. And there's your name and then you sign it. And then on the top, you're going to do exactly the same heading as you do on your resume. So if your resume has your name, your email, and your phone number, then that's going to be the same heading. But on the cover letter, I would add the address because you're mailing it out. This is if you're sending it, but if you're not sending, I'm just doing that in case you're leaving, you know, your state or you're moving. If not, then you're just going to keep it the same as you did with the resume, your name, your email, and your phone number. And then the last one, number 10, would be to proofread and edit everything. Make sure that you don't have any mistakes, no spelling errors. If you have to download Grammarly, then do it. It sounds like a lot. It is a lot. That's why people get paid a lot to do resumes. Maybe that's something that I can add to my skill set, resume writing. <laughs> if you need your resume written for you, let me know. And if you're not sure and you want to do it in English and your English is not that strong, then I would suggest go to uh, Google Translate and just put in your words of what it is that you're writing in your own language and have it translated for you in English. It's that simple. And uh, there you go. Read it to somebody who speaks English. Make sure that it's right because sometimes they don't translate it exactly the way it's supposed to be. But it's very uh, educational as well because you get to learn what you're writing. 
you also don't want to be too fake because if you have a really thick accent and you're not understanding English that well and you're going for a position that speaks only English, be very careful with that because you don't want the interview to go, okay, wait a minute, your resume sounded like you spoke really good English, but now I'm talking to you and you don't even know what this means. So you don't want to be too fake. So on that note, if it's an online, it's also if you're working from home, it doesn't really matter. It's not like you're going to be talking to anybody unless they want you to talk to somebody. So just be careful. Don't lie on your resume, especially if it's for a really good position because they will check your background. And if they find out you're lying, they're just going to toss it and all that work is for nothing. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow for a relationship Thursday love talk. We're going to get more and more in depth into my personal life here. I can see it. I want to let you guys into my life. Into my life. Mm-hmm. Into my life, my lonely life. Yes, yes, I am still single. I am so proud of that fact. I don't know why. Hmm. Well, anyway, so I will let you guys go. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And how do we end the show? In with the outro. Thank you for stopping in. I always appreciate your time and I hope you gained something positive from today's episode. If you did, then share it and please show your love in the links below. You will be helping me help you. If you want to contact me, I know you'll find a way because my avatar audience is a genius like the host. So talk to you soon. God bless you. And what do we say? Ciao.